welcome to episode 58 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How are you doing today, Dave? Well, sir, as usual, better than most, not as good as some. How are you? Don't know if it could be possible to be remotely closely better than I am right now. That's a good thing. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, doing a little bit earlier... Which puts a little little spice in the light, you know, <laughs> the pie, you know, yeah. maybe got a little mundane over and over every, every six o'clock. I threw out a text. You said, you know, that actually works better for me. Let's do it early. Um, obviously, we're recording this, so our listeners don't know, like what some of them won't listen till Tuesday or Wednesday, but it is 1.30 on Sunday afternoon, two hours before conference championships start. Um Looking forward. I think both games should be pretty good games. Um, One would think. I mean, you know, and you wonder how much the weather is going to play. It, it, it's supposed to stop snowing in Green Bay by kickoff. It's going to be thirty degrees, but it's been snowing all morning. Uh, there's going to be nine. There's fans at both games. I think nine thousand in Green Bay, and I do not know what Kansas City's restrictions. I think Kansas City's actually a little more than that because Kansas City basically has had fans all year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm doing fantastic. Oh, and least I, you know, and we'll talk about this more as we get going, but hey, as of noon Friday, online betting on sports, <laughs> on, uh, currently I'm using FanDuel. I also have DraftKings loaded. Haven't really done many bets on DraftKings. I do want to, uh, download Barstool, but yeah, so, um, Listenership's going to have to pick up because I, I, the high that I'm on right now, you know, this pod may need to generate extra income because gambling <laughs> right. can turn in a hurry as Ice Picks well, yeah. found out. Well, I think you know, people early. in Michigan have noticed the commercials. Yeah. There's a ton, oh, yeah. Of, ton of commercials. Yeah, and like I say, after we, you kick off our first beer here and we, we throw out some uh, not, not, not quite uh, correction corners, but um, I was going to discuss the uh, – um, the app and what we've done and how the listeners can follow along and this, that, and the other thing. But Hey, uh, I'm babbling here, which I tend to do, you know, for about an hour and 20 <laughs> well, minutes. Every Sunday. Yeah, you're in a good exactly. mood. It tends to happen. Um, so yeah, kick this bad boy off. Dave, what, what's our first, uh, the first one is iron horse IPA from mountain town brewing company in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Uh, it's an American IPA, 6.6% alcohol. And 77 IBUs. 6677? Yep. Oh, I noticed as you brought them over, after episodes and episodes and episodes of nothing, of nothing but cans, <laughs> we've been on a bottle run lately. Well, this is compliments again, uh, Christmas present from my sister. So, uh oh, get it. Get it. <laughs> just, just, uh, just did a little gay porn scene here on the, on the on the pod. A little foamage. Um, mine seems to be okay. I'll let the listeners' mind wander at the image that that was. All right. Without further ado. Oh, is that, that a, a copper finish? Yeah, tour. that's what I was gonna say. So, um, yes. But yeah, uh, listener donations are always the best. Because, because they're free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. This is real. These glasses that I got they from Jen are they? They're supposedly they are, but there is no ping at There's all no, to them. Yeah. Let's try that again. Cheers. No. Not. 
They're supposedly real glass. If you hit them with your finger, it, it feels like glass. All right. Well, but nonetheless, little, let's yeah. sample this bad boy. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. There's um. Is it almost like almost carbonation or kind of a? I taste a the first note is like okay, you're drinking a Budweiser or Miller. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the IPA. The hops in. pops in and says, "Boom!" There you're drinking an IPA. But yeah, there's a and you know there's a little like with a lot of good IPAs, there's a little sediment. Oh in yeah, there. for sure. But look at look at the bubbles are still coming up from the. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to read into this a little bit more. I didn't do enough background check. This is interesting. Yes, it's uh, I I like it. Like I say, because it, it it first hits the tongue and it's like that's just a regular beer. And then after you savor it and swallow it, then the IPA, the hops of the IPA come through. Yeah. I like it. Interesting. It hits um, me a little bit quicker than that, but yeah, I'd agree with that. So, um, all right, Dave. Yep. It's not a corrections corner. But, you know, I had a couple people, and I didn't, hey, 50, we're on our 58th episode. Yeah. I say some of the stupidest things, go on rants that make no sense. I say things that are incorrect. It happens. You know, you get tongue tied. Sure. This is I mean, there's no fucking rehearsing here. I, I text <laughs> you today and you say, Hey, how about one thirty? Hey, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> and then we we sit down, you fire up the computer and we're like, what do we talk about? Well, uh, No, okay. No, well, don't and, make it sound yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. We're we got know, a few we're, notes here. We're yeah, going on exactly. a little bit of a I was trying to sell the point, Dave. Okay, I was, yeah, I was, trying, right, yeah, I was right. trying to help you out here because <laughs> okay. you're, you're, you're about to put, be, be put on blast here by a couple okay. of our listeners. All right. Now, I'm going to give you a chance to explain yourself. Yep. So, loyal listener, Chuck McPeak, who I'm going to refer to shortly here again, he said, you know what? I need you to ask Dave this for me because although I do agree with him, Yellowstone's a fantastic series. Correct. He said he was just curious as to what Dan, um, Yellowstone right. had in common with Dances with <laughs> okay. Wolf, other than the fact that Kevin Costner's in both of them. Right. Well, it was that was pretty much. It was like you just said. Okay, you you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, there, you that's why I didn't want the correction of the. Well, yeah, give him some credit. Well, no, yeah, we did. You know, <laughs> there's some stuff that comes right off the top of that. But literally, it was because Kevin Costner's in both of them, and there's Native Americans in both of them. So th there's the connection. <laughs> All right, but Chuck just wanted to get that out of. Cause... Other than that, there's pretty much no similarity whatsoever. Oh, and the other corrections corner, which I literally had three of. The, my listeners, I don't know if you had any of yours, that literally were the device they listened to screaming at the device, time capsule. Oh, remember, Jesus, yes. <laughs> remember we couldn't figure that out? Like, so anyway. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so all right. Well, there you have your answer, Chuck. It literally was that Kevin Costner was in both of them. Um, and then, although Grandpa Blackhawk did not like it because he said my um, – Random question was pretty boring, and hey, it teaches own. Yeah, yeah. And it's after fifty-seven, which and I'll tie in why I extended this olive branch out to our listening audience regarding the random question a little bit later as we get closer to that. All right. But this random question generated, I think, with the one that Josh Wendy's uh, 
suggestions with like what would you like to do? How would you like to be a dog or however oh, it was sure. worded? Yeah. I had listeners um, mention that one to me. And then this one, like my sister texts me, my sister Jen, loyal listener, texts and said, uh, and donator. Uh, she's a sponsor of the program. Um, she texts, she said, well, no offense, but I will not be going to Dave's Hotel or your restaurant because she said, you know, they may work, but she has no interest in going to either one of them. Right. Um, and then I'm actually ashamed that I didn't think of this myself, but loyal listener Brian Adams, he said, hey, you know, you could put one, the menu item could be like what uh, a death row inmate has as oh. their last meal oh sure and now i don't know if he remembers the episode where i had actually covered that topic but for instance i mean i think that's a brilliant idea and we would i could turn it into um the meal of the week or the month and like not that many people get executed so i think maybe the meal of the month right uh would be more suitable and like you know put a price on like 9.99 and you know this month, oh, there you, you go. know yeah. is is going to be the Billy Bailey. Everybody's like Billy Bailey. Who the fuck's Billy Bailey? Well, that's the beauty about my restaurant. Well, Billy Bailey <laughs> was put to death in 1996. He was a murderer in Delaware. And his last meal was a, a well done steak, a baked potato with sour cream and butter, buttered rolls, peas, and vanilla ice cream. So like the January meal of the month would be the Billy Bailey, and of course. Me being a morbid, <laughs> twisted person that I am, and I, that I get a kick out of this as, as li- loyal listeners of the pod, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but with that meal will come a miniature souvenir noose. Mm. Because Mr. Bailey was the last person in the United States that died by hanging as of 2020. Shut up. So in 1996, 1996 they were still hanging. 1996, he died of hanging. Well, according to Google, and I read it, you know, yeah, not uh, Google, w- Wikipedia. So okay. well, if it was on Wikipedia, okay. if it's on Wikipedia, it's got to be true, right? Yeah, well. But anyway, so, I mean, I think what a brilliant idea that, you know, I don't know if Brian remembers when we did cover, like, some of the last meals. Yeah. And, and that was probably episode 30 or whatever, 20, whatever. Who cares? But... I think that would be, you know, nine ninety nine. Yeah. The meal of the month is the Billy Bailey, a well-done steak, you know, baked potato, <laughs> and then you get your, your complimentary noose <laughs> to go along with the meal. I, and I know you won't care, but I just, I still still, I still see picketers outside your restaurant because you're, it for sure, you're, you're it glorifying. For, it will, for sure will be a niche audience. <laughs> and then um, uh, the second, the third and fourth response, like uh, Nick Witzke, again, Loyal listener, he said, I'll come to your restaurant if the waitresses are in their prison attire. Because I said that either stripes or the orange. Well, that's what I was getting at. You're going to put the waitresses in jumpsuits? That's not fun. And But he wants them, like, covered in blood. Oh, and I, no. It, when no. I, I said, well, when, the, when you know, after the first six weeks of good business and the business starts to tank, <laughs> then we got to really, like, yeah. you know, get it, sure. gaudy it up a yeah, little bit right. to really into, right, right, and right. revamp it. So I told, I told Nick, I said, well... I'm going to give it a chance first, but like when, when it starts hemorrhaging, part, when it starts hemorrhaging money, then we'll put the waitresses sure. covered in blood. You know, half your uh, half your uh, customers are going to be goth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As long as they got green money, we don't care. <laughs> okay. And then the final suggestion, again, another one, I'm a little ashamed, uh, uh, liver and fava beans with a nice Chianti wine. Call it the Hannibal Lecter. Sure. I mean, I so I, I think this 
uh, restaurant has its potential. We Clarice. Just got... <laughs> well, all the waitresses have a Clarice name <laughs> yeah. tag on it. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put in my two weeks, I think, tomorrow. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. <laughs> yeah, the, that's the funny, that's the best part of that movie that we launched that load at her. <laughs> but anyway. Will the so, meal yeah. come in a basket? Yeah. Like a, yeah. like a, not like a basket like you'd find at, uh, at, uh, whatever. Uh, right. But like an actual basket that gets lowered into a pit? Yes. Sure. See, there's... A, oh, my God. This the, is the, getting twisted. The opportunities are endless for, <laughs> for the Slaughterhouse Bar and Grill. Oh, my God. Or... Well, do you think, if you call it that, though, will a bunch of Texans come and... Or do we or do we switch it, going on what Brian Adams said, do we switch it a little bit and do we call it Not Your Last Meal Bar oh, and Grill? Oh, I like that one a lot better than... Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, all right. I'll see you guys at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Tell all your friends. Done. We, we got to find a location first. And again, I think we might need to go to a little bit bigger city because I don't know if a little old Saginaw, that's probably mm, not going to work. Yeah, you probably get a handful of people. Yeah, so there. I think Detroit, Chicago, New York, yeah. Los Angeles, Dallas, like a, a <gasps> metropolitan city. San Francisco, Alcatraz. There you go. Lease it out. Do they have tours there anymore? You could have a ferry over yep. to the island. The island is the restaurant along with uh, a museum. All right. Look at this. This, Yeah, this pod is, you know. this. Somebody may, better we, not freaking take that idea. I, I, may break, I may break out Stuart Scott saying right here, and you'll shut her down right now. Let's start <laughs> Let's start a restaurant. <laughs> From podcasters to restaurateurs. <laughs> you know what? There's going to be one random listener that's got a billion bucks that comes along and says, Hey, what's yeah. this? Episode 58, Flights Football, anything else? Well, I'll check it out. Yep, then, Holy shit, that's yeah. a good idea. Yep, then, we'll have, uh, then you we're going to be pissed. Then I'll have Steve Rails back as the as the uh, Mater D. <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I'm going to let everybody else figure out what that reference is to. <laughs> Chew on that one. Um. So anyway, yeah. But anyway, so we recap 57 and add it to 58 because I, I really do like those selections for the uh, Slaughterhouse Bar and Grill. Um. But yeah, anyway, that football. TB12 versus AR12. If T- I tweeted out uh, uh, yesterday or Friday that if TB12 is the GOAT, AR12 has got to be known as the coat, the coolest of all time. Because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is one cool dude. <laughs> he's that's... pretty. He's, he, uh, yeah. Because people are probably going to be screaming into their devices telling me the word I'm looking for, but he's just so... Debonair? Well, I don't even... Suave. More like a... More like an assassin that nobody knows is an assassin. He's kind of walking around like a James Bondish. Um, A hitman. Kind of. He just... You know what I mean? You keep asking yourself, like, how does he keep doing this? Yeah, I mean... Besides and, the fact that he's got all day back there to throw, for the most part, without his best offensive lineman, right? Um, and you know what? I think AR twelve is so cool. How how cool, how cool Mike? No, how cool is how he? How cool is he? Um, Shit, sorry. What is it? That? That's an old game show. <laughs> um, he's so cool that um, I may shit can this IPA thing. And I may I may become a Scotch drinker. Oh yeah, because Aaron right. Rodgers, you know, depending on how the game goes, it's either two fingers, three fingers, or maybe even four finger Scotch. Right. 
And then I'd learn that from him because he's on the Pat McAfee show every week. And that's right. I mean, and not only that, I mean, he, he used to tap uh, Danica Patrick. How good looking were their kids be? <laughs> Fantastic. Fan, awesome. And, and and by the way, this is coming from a Bear fan who's the Bears' number one arch nemesis rival is the Packers. Right. I don't see it quite that way, having lived my 53-plus years. And no, I'm not 54 yet, Larry, because I haven't reached that halfway point yet. Um, my arch rival is the Lions. Okay, right. You know, but the the true rivalry is the Bears and Packers. Right, the other side of the lake. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and I and you know the discount double check. I mean, yep. he and that's why I'm just hoping, um, that Green Bay can win today. And, That's who uh, I've got my money on. Yeah, well, and the only thing is, like I say, though, but TV 12 is the GOAT. Because after all, because yeah. if, if, let's, it's 16, this is the third week of play. Turn back the clock, 20 episodes, so probably episode 38. Yeah. I went on record. I Hey. Yep. Just like that. just like the guy who said between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, Ryan Leaf was going to be the better NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I also said that. I, and I damn near guaranteed it that Belichick <laughs> and the Patriots would have a much better year than the Buccaneers. Yeah. So, wait, once again, I was wrong. <laughs> but, hey, drank a I lot just, of good beer. I just think it's in Green Bay. The weather's in their favor. Maybe Tom's gotten a little too used to the Tampa Bay weather. And, you know, well, no, well, but wait a second. I know he spent a lot of years in, in Michigan New and New England. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah, but Well, yeah, so I don't think weather's going to be the answer. I, I think I – think Rodgers is going to have a bigger chip on his shoulder than Tom because Tom is, like I say, when, when you're the GOAT, what else? You, I mean, you can't be the g- 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 GOAT, <laughs> you know, the greatest, greatest, greatest of all time. And right. Rodgers, I think, has played with the vendetta the entire year because he thought this Packer team was close. Right. And he's like, hey, draft us a wide receiver, draft us a linebacker, an edge rusher. Right. And what do they draft? I think the guy's name is Hunley from UCLA, a quarterback, or wherever he's from, right. as an heir apparent, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm 37 years old. Guys are playing until they're 100. I got five, eight years left in me, and you're going to draft my... You know, So I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Right. Him and LaFleur have finally got on the same page. So he's playing loose, yep. he's playing fun, yep. and he's also playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yep. So that said, listeners, book it. Tampa Bay, 38. Green Bay seven, just like earlier in the regular season. But no, I like I like Green Bay to cover and win the game. I don't know if the game will go over in these weather conditions. And then in the second game, it, it I have a bone to pick with everything. Unless you're a fan of the Bills, right? Like every oh, like Ernie Banks, mm-hmm. one of the best shortstops of all time in the Hall of Fame. I believe he coined the phrase, a beautiful day for baseball, let's play two, 500 home run club. And everybody's like, oh, woe is me. Ernie Banks never played in the World Series. You know what? Not everybody wins the World Series. That's part of life. Not everybody is a winner. But everybody wants to see it. Now, now everybody's a part of Bill's Mafia. (laughs) But because they lost four Super Bowls. You know what? I'm not ragging the Bills for losing four Super Bowls. They were the fucking AFC champs four straight years, yep. and they lost the Super Bowl four straight times. Okay, I, I as a Bear fan, if the Bears, Sorry about if, your luck. if the Bears, if the Bears <laughs> lose in the Super Bowl in the next four years, I don't want any sympathy. I'll take those. Like fuck you. I, hey, we were in the game. Yeah, 
four straight yeah, years. The, we, we were the one of the last two. I don't want any pity. There's no pity party. You know, so, yeah. but everybody's like, I think everybody wants the Bills to win because, oh, man, you know, oh, the Bills, Bills yeah. Mafia, what the fuck is Bills Mafia? Bills Mafia does nothing for me. I don't give a fuck about the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it just made, it makes for a good story. People, right. you know, people like, people like to root for the underdog, the Cinderella story. So, um, you know, in Kansas City's on such a, a big role, um, you know, everybody's been in their corner for a while, uh, you know, so... Uh, I still think I don't know if the Bills have the tools. Um, if they can, you know, and everybody said all year, if you can get Mahomes out of the pocket, if you can rush him, if you can keep him from throwing or you know making those plays, but Jesus, he he seems to get to a spot where he can make plays. Oh, for sure, the guy throws, you know, opposite direction than he's running, right? Um, and and completes passes. So you know, it's it's if if. Mahomes has that kind of a game, then you know it's Kansas City, right? Um, I think the first game of the two, Green Bay, Tampa Bay is going to be competitive. If you maybe take a side, I'll take Green Bay to um, win. I don't necessarily know if they'll cover the three and a half. I actually think Kansas City wins rather handily. Okay. Um, thirty. You don't think if th- Allen goes off thirty he'll... to thirteen? No. I think the I, I think the moment's going to be too big for them, and I I like Kansas City to win handily. By right. handily, I, I'm not I'm not saying seventy six to three, but by I, maybe by by double fourteen, big, double or, figures, 14 yeah. or twenty. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna say 30, 30 to thirteen, thirty to sixteen. Green Bay, I will take. So I guess if, when I give you my Green Bay prediction, take Tampa Bay and the points, Green Bay on the money line, you'll double dip. But um, I will say Green Bay 27, Tampa 24. All right. Um, and that and the line, the last I saw was three and a half. So Green Bay does not cover but wins. Kansas City covers and wins. And then, um, well, I'll, let's rate this beer. And then okay. in segment two, I will... Uh, Share some of the FanDuel bets on day three in Michigan because I have one FanDuel bet regarding today's NFL action. Gotcha. All right. So I brought the beer, so I go first. I am really enjoying this a lot. I mean, a lot. Concur. Great, great flavor. Um, just the right amount of bitterness. Uh, drinkability is high. Like two or three, uh, or four or five. It's pretty rare when I say that. I'm gonna go. Can I give it a four though? You can do anything For you me, want. I it's know. Your pie. Yeah, I know. I know. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go four All right. And I agree with you. Other than the, uh, except for the fact four or five, I could easily have seven or eight of these. <laughs> After the eighth one, I'm, I'm probably gonna have drool running down my sure, chin, chin or whatever. Bit. But hey, I could I could have seven or eight of these. And the initial tasting, it was like, okay, this is a regular beer, and then the IPA hit you. By the end of the beer, the regular beer Budweiser Miller taste was gone, and it was a full fledged IPA. So I like it as much as you do. Is it four worthy? Na, 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 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It okay. is. It is four worthy. And this just in. I guess I thought our listeners, our listeners liked it when we rated the beers the same. They don't. Um, <laughs> I just made that up, by the way. It was good air filler. Um, I'm going to go 408. Okay. Yep. It, it, very drinkable. And shout out to your sister. And this is right in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. I mean, we could get this. I'm assuming yeah. relatively easily. Yeah. I've never heard of this brewery in Mount Pleasant. Okay, Mike. Let's get on to our second tasting. Uh, compliments of my sister. And this is MOA. It's called Breakfast. Uh, marketed as a fruit beer with little cherry notes uh, and floral hops. And this is straight from New Zealand. And uh, if the actual text on the label didn't give it away, there's a bit of a kiwi there on the, on the bottle. That's not even a New Zealand accent. I don't even know why I did that. Oh, that thing right there is a kiwi? Uh-huh. I thought a kiwi was a fruit, not an animal. Is it both? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, kiwi is a fruit. What am I thinking of? I yeah, thought I the New know. Zealanders were the kiwis. I don't know. We'll fact check yeah. that. Everybody's laughing their ass off. Well, yeah, because I, ki- right I know a kiwi is a fruit, <laughs> but I don't know. That looks like an ostrich to me, but I don't know. Are ostriches called Nah, there's a, there's a little teeny bird that's a little... Sh- now you're going to make me do it. All right. All right. You open that. All right. We'll open it up real quick, and I'm going to... As Dave it. tries to uh, atone for his... Because I'm like, Kiwi, you know, you didn't bring any fruit with you. <laughs> well, here's the bottle. For those of you when you're done fact-checking, go ahead and open your bottle. Because I'm going to go ahead and pour into my not-a-big-deal spitting chiclets glass from Barstool Sports. Yeah. Oh, a healthy pour. This bottle could be used as a sex toy almost. <laughs> he says. Um, let me see. This is ridiculous. From some of your more experienced gals, that is. <laughs> I can't let this go right now, Mike. Uh, you uh, got to fill the dead air, Mike. Uh, uh, I okay, fill well, yeah. While you're looking for that, and before we toast the second tasting, I'm going to tell our uh, listeners, folks, uh, yours truly. A.K.A. the champ, soon to be former champ. I'm on a mild heater here as we uh, start our fan duel in Michigan is live era. So at noon on Friday, gambling on apps became legal in Michigan. So I immediately signed up for DraftKings fan duel. El Presidente, I'm coming your way. I will join Barstool Sports as well. But um, right now, I'm, I'm having some a lot of fun on FanDuel. And the first bet I made last Friday night was, I think it was FanDuel's way of saying, hey, Michigan, look how easy gambling is. You can win money knowing full well as an experienced gambler like myself is, they don't build sports casinos and, you know, you don't have your local bookie Guido at uh, Main Street Lounge collecting crisp $600 from uh, Joe Schmo who can't even afford to pay his consumer bill, much less pay $600 to Guido. And carries his oxygen tank. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, but they give you, they gave me a gimme. It was like, well, um, 
hey, they did put a fifty dollar max on it, so they weren't gonna they weren't gonna bankrupt themselves. But they were just kind of like the old, dare I say, a dick tease. <laughs> so on Friday, I bet money. I bet fifty dollars to win fifty dollars, even money. I, I I maxed out. And it was it was my welcome to Michigan FanDuel bet. It was that the Detroit Pistons would score ten or more points in the first quarter against the Houston Rockets. What? So I'm like, <laughs> so I, I hurried up, went to the end. now. Even though the Pistons are three and eleven or absolute dog shit, right. I'm like ten points. So I went game by game, right? Quarters, quarters, quarters. So three, three and eleven is uh, fourteen games. Fourteen games, four quarters game. Fourteen times four is fifty-six quarters. In fifty-six quarters, they've had a thirteen, a fourteen, a fifteen, an eighteen, and a nineteen. So that's five of the fifty-six. Yeah. So fifty-one of the fifty-six games, they've been twenty or more points. Sure. And they've had two overtime games. Now, overtime, keep in mind, are five-minute quarters. Right. One overtime game that they won, they scored 17 points. So they still scored more than 10 points. Yeah. In the overtime game that they lost, they scored nine points. Oh, okay. But right there. nine points in five minutes. Sure. Versus 12 minutes. I mean, you, so I'm like, all right, this is this is FanDuel's way of saying, hey, we'll give you 50 Welcome stupid. Welcome to the club. Yeah, we'll give you 50 stupid because we know you're dumb <laughs> enough to lose 600. So anyway... So that was my inauguration to uh, FanDuel. I was like, so I made, I made the bet at 6 o'clock. And they put it at a $50 cap, obviously. Sure, yeah. So I went 50 bucks. Game started at 7, and at 7.35 as a winner. Boom, $50. I'm up. So then I go into it. I have a two-team hockey parlay. Cha-ching, cha-ching, win. So come into Saturday. I only had, I had one game. I had the Jets minus a goal and a half. Um, 20 to win, 41 or something like that, or whatever it was. The Jets doubled up in one six or three, so that's a winner. And today, um, day three of FanDuel in Michigan, I have the uh, Chicago Blackhawks to win. I have the Washington Capitals to win as a dog. And then at 4 o'clock, I have a two-team parlay with the Calgary Flames and the Vegas Golden Knights yep. that will pay all, you know, yep. my $20 will net me like $40. And then the other one I do have in the uh, the one football bet that I did make is I have Cameron Brait at plus 390 to score a touchdown. So we don't care if the final score is a billion to seven. As long as Cameron Brait scores a touchdown, that pays 390 to one. So, um Anyway, Dave, without further ado, I think it's... Did you get your facts checks? And I did. So can we kick oh, yeah. segment two off? We can tasting? kick this off. MOA to you, buddy. Hmm. And this is a breakfast beer? Well, they call it breakfast. Said, you know, it said maybe cherry notes, but with floral hops. I get the floral hops. I don't get any cherry notes. No. And I see why they rated it in A because there's no bitterness at all, almost zero. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna hold my. Oh yeah, it's well, different. It's a lot different than the beer we just had. For oh, sure. for sure. Uh, let me real quick. I was, you know, I don't know. Sometimes, Mike, this is a this is an issue with uh, self confidence when, you know, 
you know, you brought up the kiwi, and that is a fruit for sure. But it is also uh, a flightless bird. Well, there you go. From New Zealand. A native flightless bird, which is a national symbol of New Zealand. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, now, hey, now, in, in fairness, I didn't say you were wrong. I know you didn't. I know. I said, I know. is a kiwi a bird? Yeah. And then, then I, I the staggered wheels. you a little bit, you like did. you were buckled on the road. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't and then, have my hands up, and yeah, you got me right. All right, so but hey, that was well played on both of our parts because I I didn't say you were wrong. I right, said right. kiwi I is a fruit. Is it a bird? And yeah. you fact checked it, and voila, it's a bird and a fruit. Well, you know, and in your defense, a little bit, it's a fruity bird. This, you know, this actually, this does not look like that. Is not a kiwi. Now that I look at that, and I fact check the, which is kind of odd. That looks more like an ostrich. But. Well, there's a there is a bird. A uh, flightless bird that's a little bit smaller than an ostrich, and I don't know off the top of my head what it's called right now. Uh, maybe we can fact check, check that later. But that that is, I think, what that is on the bottle. But it's it's part of the bottle though. It's part of the, when the bottle was created. You know, it's a right. it's a um, anyway. It's cool. Now I wonder if that bird is fed kiwi the fruit. Oh, possible. Because then the bird's thing is like I'm eating myself. <laughs> Speaking of birds and uh, that, before we carry on this, I literally just thought of this. It's like, all right, you know, in previous pods, we've discussed like uh, necrophilia, bestiality, and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. So humans are demented. Because, like, you never, you never ever see. You like just a, thought of this. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, with a bird and a kiwi. <laughs> all right. The, the next and necrophilia, log- <laughs> yeah, the next logic step, sure. Let's but, go. But, um,. Like you never, you never see like a dog fucking a cat, <laughs> okay, or an well, elephant fucking a dog. Well, maybe they're private that way. No, but, but so how do animals know? Like you know, but like a dog will go up and hump another human because they must think yeah. like, well, they're into this. Or like a dog will just go up and mount another dog. I'm gonna leave that to you to Google check to. But it's fact like, why do animals Google? have that sense? Like, yeah. Nah. It ain't for me. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, um, that's a I, you know it's an honest question, but I bet you there's an answer. Humans <laughs> are just that fucked up. I think it is. I think that's your answer. Humans. Oh more sure, fucked. for sure. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, a little 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 easier for a screw to go loose. Um, I only have uh one. Yeah. So what do you what do you think, Dave? Okay. And. For the second week in a row, or the second time in three weeks, the weeks kind of blur by. Speaking of the weeks blurring by, totally, this, and this, uh, folks in the business, we call this a uh, tangent. Tuesday will mark the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash oh, that wow. killed him. Okay. There is no fucking possible way that that's been a year ago. It seems like forever, doesn't it? See, I don't know. I must just be living in a fantasy world because, to me, it seems like it happened three weeks ago. Oh, really? Now, okay, that's a little bit of embellishment to prove my case. It sure, sure, happened sure. recently. But it's only I, been a year. See, see, I guess it, I guess everything's relative and subjective in that because I actually think like, wow, it's been a year already. That seemed like it just happened. Wow. But yeah, Tuesday is the one year anniversary of his helicopter crash. For me, maybe because there's been so much, there was so much mourning, so you know, so many farewells, so many tributes, so many. Right. I don't and know. Right, in like rightly, my head, and rightly so on that count. Well, sure, sure, sure. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying maybe because 
um, maybe just it, it, it's played out and people have, you know, talked about it so much. Maybe in my mind, that's my perspective is that, you know. And I'm sure you're not the only one, but like in my perspective, it's like I can't believe that's been a year already. Right. I mean, I'm a year closer because, you know, really, when it all, when we think about everything, when we all roll it up into one. It's really about me. So, I mean, how does this affect me? And it's like, really? That just fucking happened? I'm one year closer to death? Seriously? But one year and Oh, but hey, as now before we get into... So, what do you think, Dave? Uh, we uh talking about death. Sure. Now, Larry King, by the way... Oh, yeah. ...is going down as a COVID death. What? Yep. Because he was in the hospital for the last... Two, four, three, six, eight weeks, whatever. Not often do you go two, four, three, six, eight, but that's a new trend that I'm starting. <laughs> you know, with COVID. Sure. Now, the the multiple heart procedures, the stage oh. four cancer, none of that should have any bearing on the fact, or, or the fact that he's 80-something. Right. I mean, COVID killed him. I think it was I mean, 87. 87. 80, you know, COVID killed the man. You know, so... Uh. Another COVID death that we had a chalk of is like, because I you know. I was gonna say and and God bless him. I mean I know I I mean I I would listen to him on and off. I hated Larry King. Really, although um, when he but although he I take great that, stuff. I, I take that back. I do not like because Larry King would interview like the Richard Ramirez's of the world. I mean he was almost borderline. Yeah, well and yeah. and he was mainstream, the... but almost he was edgy. But if you listen to some of the, I was, don't ask me why, don't, don't get into this. So, but I was watching a little bit of CNN and Wolf Blitzer was saying like, he was shocked on how Larry King would ask him about some of the things that Wolf was covering or wrote about stuff like that. And Wolf would ask him, well, did you read my stuff? He's like, no, I just want to talk about it. <laughs> and he would, he would, I guess Wolf, Wolf Blitzer knew him quite well and just would say like, Larry wasn't big into like, he would just, he would learn enough. That yeah. you know to to start an interview and start a conversation, but he would pretty much just he was a master at getting whoever he was interviewing to talk about the stuff that they knew and the stuff that they were experts so, at. So this stuff podcast that, is almost following in Larry King's footsteps. Pretty much, it is. <laughs> we just need the COVID thing to end so we can start doing guests again. Um, and then another death is uh. And again, I, I hated the tweet. MLB tweeted out, sad day in baseball. You know what? I guess 715 home runs doesn't guarantee immortality. The fucking guy's 84. Celebrate his life. Right. The man broke color barriers, you know, taunts, and I'm, you know, I'm going to kill you inward, and, you know, and hits seven. Well, he yeah. hit more than, he, he actually hit 755. But the 715 broke Babe Ruth's record. Um, so, so why is it a sad day in baseball? The man was 84 years old. Reason to celebrate. He, exactly. Hank Aaron. Nobody uh, was celebrating. Aaron and Hank. Nobody was celebrating it the day before, so let's celebrate it now. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So there's, it's not a sad day in baseball. Hammer and Hank had 715 to break Babe Ruth's record, wound up with 755 in his career. He was 84. 84 is a full life. 
No, I don't. I don't think his family members should go on his grave and say, "Hey, hey, fuck you! I'm glad you're dead." Woohoo! That's not. What not you're yeah, saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, but it's not a sad day. Right. Eighty-four people die. Right. That's really life. Now that said, I want to live to 160. <laughs> Right. I mean, I won't know anybody, but I'd be like, hey, if I'm out cutting my grass at 160, I'm giving you the finger. And if I'm out, if I'm out, if I live to 160, Dave, I'm cutting my grass naked. And I, I bet you would. Now, would you be arrested? Do you think if you're a 160 year old person? I, I don't want right. to say man or woman. You know, you're a 160 year old man or woman. Right. Yeah. And you're out, and you can cut your grass. I think you have the right to cut your grass naked. <laughs> naked. Well, I, t- I tell you what, if you're not, if, as long as your neighbors uh, don't have little kids, you know, probably. See, that's their probably I, like Probably like Mike, put some damn clothes on or I'm calling the cops. No, then you, you say, you say, hey, little Susie, go to your bedroom. Uh, our neighbor's cutting his grass. <laughs> well, we'll let you know in eight hours when he's done, the old fucker, unless he dies first. <laughs> But that would, I think that would be classic. Because how could you arrest a 160-year-old person for cutting their grass in the noon? They'd be like, fuck, I'm 160. What are you going to do? It'd be a little awkward walking up with the cuffs, wouldn't it? You'd be like, did I arrest you? Especially if you were with a, a trainee or a recruit, it'd be like, geez, uh, I don't really know if I do yours. Yeah, do I arrest this guy or what do I do? The guy's 160. <laughs> That would be yeah. impressive because I think the world's <laughs> oldest person is like one teens. It's pro- yeah, they're, they're starting to get into the teens now. I don't, but anyway. I don't know if anybody's broken 120. Uh, anyway, um, the one what, so what do you have, Dave? Are we well, finally did, 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 did we get off on a tangent? <laughs> we, we went off the rails a bit. That's what happens when you change start times in the pot. <laughs> right. Um, so, speaking of 160-year-old men. I don't know if you saw Coach K, who was in our this segment last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. Mm-hmm. He did a Zoom interview with a Duke student. They lost a game. Yeah. Fell to five and five. They're not very good. And the student had the audacity. I mean, I could see if the question was, hey, Coach K, I think you're a fucking fraud and you suck. Why don't you fucking fire yourself, you piece of shit? Okay, get def- get defensive. I, yeah, on get. That. I could. I, yeah, being defensive would be warranted with that. I mean, that's not even really a question. <laughs> he said, "Hey, after hey after a game like this, where does the team go from here?" That was the question. That was the question. And after like a thousand one, thousand two pause, it was basically, um, we just had one of the toughest losses of the season. And um, I, I'm not worried about where we go from here. I, I'm, I'm going to deal with what happened. Uh, Joe, whatever the guy's name was. Joe, um, what's your major? What's your major at Duke? And there was a pause because, like, I'm sure the guy was surprised. He's like, what, is, what is your toughest class at Duke, Joe? Uh, economics. Okay, what if you just had the toughest economics test in your life? And, you and you know, you just took the test. You're not sure how you did and you walk out of the classroom and somebody says, where do you go from here, Joe? What do you do? I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, my, my, if I'm Joe, my answer would be, I don't know, I'm probably going to go to the bar. <laughs> Say, God, I can't believe I bombed that fucking econ test. But my question to you is like, and I, and I said it the last, I, last week or two weeks ago, whenever I had uh, Coach K in, what do you think, Dave? It's like, 
who the fuck is Coach K? I mean, right. Is he just a crotchety old 73-year-old I man cutting he, his grass naked? Or what? <laughs> he's got it. At this point, I mean, I obviously didn't see it. And so it, if what you're telling me is true, which I assume it is, I don't know. He I, Maybe it's been so long since he's had to deal with a situation in a team like this, he doesn't know how to handle it. Well, that could be, yeah, that could pro- possibly it because, like, I think last week or two it's weeks ago. It's been decades since. It was, I think it was the first time since, like, 1926 or something that <laughs> okay. Duke, yeah. North Carolina, or Kentucky was right. not in the top 25. Yeah, okay. First time since yeah, That makes a lot of yeah, sense. So. And I, yeah, that's a good, you know, and now that you say that, yeah. I, I mean, I've been watching the top 25 and. You know, with with everything else that's been going on, um, not that anybody else gives a shit about that, but yeah, I could see that would be. That's probably been a long, long time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's yeah. That was a, that was a that was a dick move. Yeah, very dick move, especially when it's a Duke student. I mean, hey, yeah. you're you're all Duke, and you you know you want to shut down college basketball for oh, yeah. because of COVID and the safety of the students and everything, and then you're gonna shit on this kid. And like again, there were. If you if you go to the Twitter and and find the interview, I mean the the kid's not being an asshole. It's yeah, not like, well, hey, <laughs> coach, hey, you lost again. Your team really sucks, dude. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, nothing like that. So, or if hey, it was a Michigan State student or a right, or a, yeah, exactly. And, and like I say, there's it was not disrespectful at all. So so hey, so where does the team go from here? Because they, they they fell to five and five, right? And then he just and it's like. And I, I get, hey, I'm the biggest poor sport on the planet. You know, I've got shredded boxers and T-shirts and pants to prove it. So it's like, but yeah. it's like, this guy is like, I think he thinks he's, you know, he's a very successful college basketball coach. I'm not going to deny him that. But, I mean, it's like, dude, who the fuck are you? Why are you think you're holier than thou? Right, on this kid, on this Duke student, Right. And then uh, that brings to mind um, U of M uh, just uh, announced that they're going to shut down sports for two weeks because they yep. found the variant in uh, Washtenaw County. Yep. Um, so that'll be interesting. And they've had a hell of a time with the COVID virus, so stay away from Ann Arbor. That's all I can say. And Michigan State hasn't played in, I don't know the specific day, but it's got to be about 30 days. So... Nice, a wonderful segue, Dave. Okay. What is a segue? A segue is a smooth transition from one topic to another. No, but what is a segue? Oh, it's a motorized vehicle with no, two it wheels. That actually weighs a little more than a Henway. <laughs> um, so, um, how did the high school football playoffs? How were they able to in the state of Michigan? Hey, for all our, for for the listeners in the forty nine other states, this is all foreign to you, buddy. So forty forty eight states right now. I think Hawaii is the only other one that's not playing basketball. Okay, so I, yeah, so we don't have any listeners in Hawaii anyway. So fuck them. So for for you other forty eight <laughs> states, um, you know, just tune us out here for the next minute because we're going to be speaking Greek to you here in a minute. <clears throat> so no contact sports. But the Michigan State High School Athletic Association will let football finish, which had their um, season interrupted. Yeah, season interrupted. 
but concluded this past weekend at Fort Field. Right. When other sports are in a band. So how of contact sports in high school, wouldn't football be one of the bigger contact sports? Or is that just me? Am I just going on a limb here? This is this falls this is this shoots right to the top of COVID logic ridiculousness. But yeah, ridiculousness is the key word because there's no logic in that statement at all. It's like, well, fuck, we can't play basketball. But well, well, of course, gonna... go ahead and finish football. I mean, that is the most complete. Even if every single person that looked at a person that took a COVID test dropped dead, it makes no sense to let the football program finish. But, oh, fuck, we can't play basketball. There's no way. There's yeah. just, there is just, she is out of her mind. She There's no reasoning. There's nothing to do it. I, right. you, even if you're a mask wearing, wrap yourself in bubble wrap, tuck yourself under the bed, stay at home and not ever even answer the phone, paranoid person about COVID, or if you're, I'm going to lick every toilet seat in the fucking country, I don't right. care about COVID person, there's no logic to letting football finish but not letting wrestling and basketball start or even continue. There just makes no sense. So there is a the same group that got football to start in the fall, right? Have you heard this? No. They started a GoFundMe. So anybody that wants to go to donate to the GoFundMe, I think it's GoFundMe. I don't know if it's another fundraising entity, but I, I, I'm assuming it's the GoFundMe. And what they're going to do is start, uh, they're going to, uh, a lawsuit against the state of Michigan, the governor's office, whatever, uh, against this illogical you know, ban until February 26th, I think it is, 26th right. and 29th. And uh, the GoFundMe is for legal fees toward the lawsuit. Well, so I find that out and I'll tweet it out on, at EPODFFA. And I personally will donate to that because that makes no sense. Right. Um, they can practice, they just can't compete. Again, which <laughs> makes it even worse. <laughs> Because that in which in that set that go transitions smoothly into because on February first, I think restaurants open up with limited capacity, correct, but only till ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Because we all know the coronavirus sleeps until ten p.m. and then comes out and fucking goes hog wild and really spreads after ten p.m. Because the scientific data, yeah. I like data better, but I wanted to just throw in a data. <laughs> Don't ask me why. But it's right. It's proven that after 10 p.m. coronavirus, <laughs> it's got like a, it's got his whiskey dick in him. It's like, hey, here I come, baby. So, and we also know for a fact that all those people that will be in the same booth at the restaurants are all family members in the same household. For, oh, for well, two households. I think it's two households. Oh, is it yeah, two households? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because they're but because. Uh, once coronavirus sees a third household there, done. <laughs> Game, set, it. match, it's over with. <laughs> and it's just, it, the whole thing is just craziness, and I don't get it. Yeah, I and agree. Whatever. Let's rate this. All right. You Your brought turn. it. Yep. Second tasting. I go second. Drinkable, for sure. We were, we, well, I can't speak for you. I was spoiled by Iron Horse. Um, 
But hey, before I even get this, you went 4.0 on Iron Horse. I went 4.08. What was our untapped rating? Oh, I never said that, did I? No. Sorry That's why about I asked. That. Uh, let's look it up. Shoot, I did all that fact checking about uh, New Zealand's nickname. Uh, uh, 3.49. Wow. We with, shit. We, yeah, we did. With 4,648 check ins. Wow, I'm surprised at that. Anyway. I am too. Um, I went 408, drinkable. I think the 3.49 is a great rating for the MOA, and I will go 3.49 for MOA. Okay. Uh, I did not enjoy it as much as the first one, like you. Um, it's got some drinkability, but it's not, um, I don't know, I, I would probably, if I was trying this, you know, out at a at a um, a restaurant or a or a bar or something like that, it, it it might be a one and done. It's okay, but I'd probably want to move on and try something different. Uh, I'm gonna go three point four zero. All right, fair enough, David. Good, drinkable, but not knocking my socks off in any way, shape, or form. Agreed. Hey, Mike, what do you say we uh, start in this third tasting? This is called Anger. It's a black IPA, um, and it's from Greenbush Brewing Company. And for our listeners, we've had a couple, at least one of these before I know, and I think what makes an IPA fall into the black category as opposed to a New England or an American uh, are the black malts that they use. So this one also touts chocolate as well as the black malts. It's got a ABV of 7.6 and 85 IBUs. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, though, I want to backtrack just a second while we're opening these. Did I ever give the untapped rating for the last one either? No. Nope. I, I think I'm on a, on a bad roll here. Hashtag fail. Yeah. Um, I should play the... Uh, I'll do it next time. Play the you are an idiot. Uh, okay, so... Going back to the MOA for those which of you I rated three four nine, you rated three point four zero. Correct. It is three point three five. Boy, we've been higher than the on tap on both of you. That's rarely the case. Yeah, right? isn't that crazy? We were closer to the MOA rating than the Iron Horse. Right. So going back to the anger uh, from Greenbush Brewing Company in Sawyer, Michigan. That's uh, south of Saugatuck uh, towards the Indiana border. And let's do it. And looking at the label, the only thing that pops into my head is, Oh, they say he's got to go, 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 Godzilla. Yeah, it's got, it's got to go zero. Who sings it? Uh, it's not Blue Oyster yes, Cult. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a good beer. It's got Godzilla. Godzilla on the label. I think your Japanese accent's better than your Australian accent. <laughs> I can't. The problem is I've, I've been practicing my Conor McGregor accent so much that I can't transition to the Australian. So I'll do which, my... Which, by the way, as we... Th- as we pour this, ooh, ooh, yeah, that's a yeah. horrible pour. Uh, yeah, this is like episode twelve pour for each of us. Way too much head. 
I've never said that before in my life, but um, <laughs> going back to UFC 257, I think it was, I wanted to bet that on FanDuel, got doing something else and completely forgot about it. Yeah, it's easy, it's easy to bet games and events after the fact. I understand that. So I'm not <laughs> saying that I, I won that bet, but UFC, unlike any other sport, when you take that much time off, that's got to be a difficult sport to get right back into the thick of things and like, because your body's oh, like, yeah. "Whoa, wait a second, hey, this guy's hurting me. <laughs> what am I doing?" <laughs> so it's like, right. you know. So um, I don't think McGregor's is done. I don't. I'm not saying he can't come back and win, but I mean that is a sport where it's, you know, it's a uh, it's a porn star industry. In and out, boom, done. You're gone. I mean, right, right, right. And mentally too. I mean, oh, like for, you're yeah. saying, so to, to stay that sharp and to, to be able to take a beating and be able to fight back. Yeah. That's, you know, so, um, all right, there, now we go. The dust is settled. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. It's kind of that middle road between a between a, a a porter and a IPA. Closer to a porter than an IPA because I don't get the uh, IPA notes at all. Really. Pretty heavy yeah. chocolate and yeah, the black malts. Know, yeah, so. but then again, on uh, Iron Horse, I did not either. So, um, and for those of you out there that kind of have a sweet tooth and you've never had. You know, uh, either a porter stout or an IPA that says it's, you know, it's brewed with chocolate. You, you know, you're not going to get a chocolate taste. It's more like a, if anything, it's almost like a burnt chocolate. Yes. You know, it's 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 not going to, I think maybe we've had one on here that's been a little bit sweet, but. The bourbon, Kentucky bourbon. Oh my God, was that good. Yeah. <laughs> there, you and I and uh, Caleb Gallant. Uh, a relatively new listener. Welcome aboard, Caleb. Um, he enjoyed it. Chuck and Nick, not so much. So I mean, it's three to two in favor. But yeah, that was that was drinking a alcoholic peppermint patty, and I still stand by my decision. So you guys can go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> so like Trent Fowler and the Heart Boys, if you can go find that one, let us know like what you think of that ideal that party. The, the one I know still carries it. They had like three cases left. I can't imagine it's a big seller this time of year because it, it is a holiday. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, beer uh, ideal party store on Johnson Street in Bay City. Okay. Um. Quick note back to the the first segment of tonight's episode. I used the word cool twice. I think. I think I'm going to try to resurrect the word cool because I don't think cool has been cool since the Fonz. Uh, maybe, but, but not and, as cool. But now, which I'm glad you said that because why did we look at the Fonz as cool? The Fonz is a pussy <laughs> in 2021. In 2021, sure. And just like uh, if you if you remember the bad news bears, remember uh, the first one. I mean, the first one was the be all end all. I mean, like, don't tell me them fly balls was easy, buttermilk. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> fuck, I fucked that line up. But uh, when uh, I'm on, uh, don't give me none of your honky bullshit, buttermilk. <laughs> I know them fly balls was easy. <laughs> so uh, I, nah, I nailed it. Take two, I nailed it. But uh, like, 
why did why as a youngster back right. in 83 82 84 whenever it was right why did kelly leak appear to be so cool Kelly Leak is a pussy that everybody would have just shunned and said, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. I and, mean, and, and, and the Fonz, especially with his stupid little baby blue jacket. Baby blue? He had yeah. a baby blue, but I, I just yeah, remember that, the, the black the, leather jacket. That was like season three. I think okay. the first two seasons he had like a baby like blue. Like almost a denim one? No, it wasn't even denim. It was, it was like, it was a pussy jacket. There was no cool in that fucking thing. And you look back now, it's like, the Fonz wasn't cool. Kelly Leak wasn't cool. Kelly Leak is a loser. It's like, come on. Where I, so how how did, like, okay, so let's say that is better. attitude and what they thought about themselves. But let's say 83, 17. How they carried themselves. 38 years ago. How yeah. was Kelly fucking Lee cool 38 years ago? I don't have an answer to that yeah, question. Well, nobody does. Cause we only, cause, you know, and I'm not blaming anybody because I was one of those fucking, right. ara- not automatons. What is it called? <laughs> what, uh, what? What, 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 when you're like, just follow along. You're just like, a, 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 you're just a follower. A follower. Uh, uh, there's a word for that. All right. Aramata, Duram, uh, whatever it is. Somebody will, somebody's <laughs> yelling at the radio right now. He's, you drunk fucker, it says. Um, but yes. Yeah, Get I, a book of adjectives. And I thought, I thought Kelly Leak was cool. Yeah. I, re- I remember seeing the Bad News Bears at the Temple Theater on Court Street on Labor Day before I started North School. So that would have been between 6th and 7th grade. And Kelly Leak was one bad dude. Kelly Leak is a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I got to agree with you. I, no <laughs> so, I mean, not, much right. of, not much of a discussion. <laughs> but it's just weird. But don't, now you do, let's revert back to the, in, in nobody's definition in 2021 right. is Henry Winkler cool. Yeah, but well, yet, when you watched it... Back then, The Fonz was the man. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought so, too. I'm not I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. Well, what about Fonz? John Travolta in Saturday Night Live? Oh, <laughs> I, not Saturday Night Live. Saturday what Night the Fever. Hell? Saturday Night Fever. Oh, my God. <laughs> you almost broke my pussy finger. <laughs> that, that is cool. <laughs> hey, John Travolta is cool to this day, bro. Yeah, okay. That line makes him immortal. <laughs> you don't think... You don't think you don't think that character, that person, fast forwarding into today, would get his ass kicked in a? I think he would hold his own more than the Fonz. I mean, the Fonz right. would get his ass kicked. All right. Although the best line the Fonz said, to, to, and I don't even know how we got going on this topic. I mean, this is, <laughs> I don't know. You brought it up. <laughs> this, I mean, I guess this, this is what no planning gets you. But the greatest Happy Days line is. Richie wants to fight his own battle. Right. He's not. He's at the. Uh, he's not wearing the red varsity coat. He's wearing the blue varsity coat, which is Jefferson High, I believe. Okay. And he's like, he goes to Fon for advice because Fon's is a badass. Oh and, yeah. You know, we've already def- defunct that mode, but. Um, and the Fon says, "All right, Rich. Whatever happens, when he goes to take off his coat, you hit him." And Richie's, oh, great idea, Fon. I get it. If I surprise him, I can beat him. And Fon's, oh, no, he's going to kill you, but at least you get the first shot. 
<laughs> now that, I guess maybe that's why Fonz was cool. That, right. that statement there made the Fonz cool. But anyway, how we wound up talking about happy days, I'll never know. But Bringing up the word cool. You want to bring it back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. There we go. Um. Anyway, now, I think we're to the point of the program. Our listeners know segment three is usually random question time. And, again, loyal listeners, of which we have millions and millions of loyal listeners. Have rose to the occasion. Have rose to the occasion. And two more than others. I mean, you know, two more than the other 999,998. He said, you know what? Random question would be, now, since you guys record, it's kind of difficult. But if you let people know... And moving forward, I will tweet out on at EPOTFFA, hey, we're recording four to six uh, yeah. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. So if you, have a re- uh, if you have a random question you want us to ask, if you want us to answer, answer it, yep. text it to either Dave or myself or tweet it to EPOT at, F- at EPOTFFA. And when we look at the tweet, we will get it. So, I do have one tweet of a random question. Not a tweet, a text. I'm sorry, a text. So, this week's random question. And and so, next week, if we don't get anybody tweet in during the program, Dave, it'll be your turn because today was your turn for random questions. So, next week will still be your turn. But we have a random question. And... I'm. I saw that the text was sent, but I never read the question. Okay. If our listener, if our listeners don't believe me, well, fuck them then. But I have no reason to lie because they ain't giving us any money, so <laughs> I have no reason to lie. But anyway, the random question for episode fifty-eight is is as my words with friends app open up for some reason. Drum, yeah, there you go. Good drum roll here. Where it is. All right. What songs hit you with a wave of nostalgia every time you hear them? For example, every time I hear Led Zeppelin's Heartbreaker, it takes me back to the 70s where it was played at Soundcheck during every rock concert I've been to. And I I already have mine. Okay, so off the top of my head, there's a couple. Um, We Are Family. I think it's Sister Sledge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pittsburgh Pirates theme th- song in 1979. Okay, so that one, because I remember it was one of the first vinyl uh, albums. I had some singles, but it was one of the first vinyl albums that I, I got. And that will take me back to, I can see uh, my bedroom. Back, my first bedroom that I had uh, in you know growing up. So I, I mean, I right now I can't date it because obviously this is a random question right off the top of my right. head, but, um, and it takes me back to playing that just because I don't know I just maybe I felt that was a coming of age because I had an actual album that I was playing and it was on that album, and then um, maybe it was like disco lights or disco nights or something along those lines. The other one, uh, a little more recent, was um, I love rock and roll. That by Joan one, Jett by, or the original? Joan Jett. Right. The Joan Jett I Love Rock and Roll. 
just because high school, I think, I, for whatever reason, that maybe it was a dance. Maybe it was, I don't know. I love rock and roll. Right. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. I love rock and roll. We're in a good roll. part of the show now where Mike wants to oh. sing. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, to be honest with you, sometimes when I need a little energy, when I'm trying to focus on, on work... Um, and I need a little pick me up and I don't want to have, it's too late to have coffee or, you know, cause I, I want to get to sleep afterwards or too early to have beer or too early to have beer. Uh, it would be, um, uh, pretty much any of the grunge, but it would have to probably go to, um, um, oh my God, why am I, I'm having a brain fart right now, folks. Eddie Vedder. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Anything, pretty much anything Pearl Jam, but some of the ones that, you know, are a little, that are that are more upbeat, because that that brings me back to the you know the the '90s college days, when the right. grunge scene was coming to, coming on the scene. Fair enough. Yeah. How about you? Well, at risk of getting sued by his estate, <laughs> I say fuck it, and we will go. Eddie. <laughs> That's great. Is this bringing back to a middle school dance where the first girl lets you put your hand up her shirt? No, no. Even better. <laughs> and it wasn't middle school either. <laughs> So, anyway, as we replay, there we go. So, that right there is a song that is etched in my brain. Because in 10th grade, the Arthur Hill Lumberjacks traveled to the Midland Dow Chargers and faced the, we played JV football in Midland Dow, played down the road a little bit. It's, it's not at that one that's like right on the expressway with the lights and the AstroTurf. They right. had their own field. At least the uh, junior varsity did. I don't know if the varsity's always played there, but whatever. This was the JV team. Zero to zero. Of a barber, a defensive battle, if you will. Went to ha- halftime. Zero to zero. Arthur Hill scores an early touchdown, takes a 6-0 lead, missed a conversion because hey, we went for two and didn't make it. And l- late in the game, yours truly drops back into coverage, looks up, picks up. Hey, you know what? I should have scored a touchdown, but I blew a tire as I was turning up field. <laughs> but hey, I, I needed to kill the clock. I didn't want to. We, right. we didn't have any point spreads to cover. But anyway, you might th- be thinking, like, well, how the fuck does that song apply? Well, at halftime, because there's no locker rooms at that particular field of the, the HH Dow Chargers, yeah. we just went under the goalposts in the one side of the end zone. 
And the Dow cheerleaders, not cheerleaders, I take that back. My sister, Caitlin, would be offended by this. It wasn't cheerleaders. The Palm Squad did a routine to that song, (laughs) Eddie Money, I Think I'm in Love. And it just, little did they know, they were just amping up the competition to make a play. Right. Oh, okay, so I graduated 85. I thought you were probably. So that was probably 82 or 83. And I I remember vividly them them doing a song to that routine. I got, I started getting jacked. Second half, played very great, uh, a very good football half. They were up six nothing. Dropped back into coverage, picked up. And like I said, I should have scored a touchdown, but blew a tire. Hey, whatever. We killed the clock. One, sure. six, nothing. It happens with the professionals. And as a, as the bus was leaving, hands of Donna were pounding on the bus. Hey, Arthur Hill, how much did you pay the referees? It was like, and I'm like, yeah, we paid him a lot of money for a <laughs> JV football game, loser. But little did they know that little did the doubt your the, – Said it again. Little did I, they know the Dow Pom Pom Squad was motivating their opposition to victory. Yeah, nice. So, uh, hey Chuck, thanks for the question. Excellent question. And my most nostalgic song is I think, it, well, other than my wedding song, of course, <laughs> cover. Um, but other, uh, Good cover. Yeah, yeah, other than my wedding song, think I'm in love. I think of that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I should have probably brought that up too. World on a string. That was our that was our wedding song. What is that? Frank Sinatra. Never I've got the world on a string. No. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Sitting on a rainbow. No. That was your wedding song. Well, that's the song Shelly and I danced to. Are you? Are you guys are a little upbeat. You guys are younger than me. You're not a hundred. <laughs> it's a great Frank song. Oh. You don't like Frank? You want to talk about cool? Well, Frank's cool, but yeah. I'd never heard that song. Yeah, you should listen to it. All right. What well. a world. What a life. I'm in love. No? No, good. Hey, okay. if it worked for you, whatever. Yeah. So neither one of us picked our wedding song, so. Oh, well. <laughs> well, we mentioned it anyway. Yeah. We remembered it before yeah. the end of the... We didn't have to be reminded after the fact. So, I uh, uh, can't help falling in love with you or... Uh, I think I'm in love. I had any money. I'm still going with the 10th grade football interception. <laughs> Sorry, Les. Love you, though. Hey, how about we rate this? Yeah, let's do. All right. So, my turn. This is definitely, uh, man, a big-time crossover. If they would have put Porter uh, or even, you know, a specific type of stout on the label, I would have said, okay, wouldn't have wouldn't have batted an eye. Really. Because some of the porters and stouts we've had would definitely fall into this category. I'm not saying it's bad. It's good. But um, different kind of an IPA. Uh, Brewed similar, I'm imagining. Uh, Do I like it better than the Iron Horse? I'm going to have to put this right in between. uh, Because it does have a decent amount of drinkability. I could have two for sure and enjoy that quite a bit. I would be motivated to have a second one, possibly. So I am going to go a 3.65. Well, look at that. In a rare occurrence in 58 episodes, we're 
real, 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 real close on all three ratings because before you rated it, I had it written down. Like I liked it more than the MOA. It had a little more bite to it. Nowhere near the Iron Horse. So I went 3.61. Awesome. Where do we uh, fall in the untapped universe, Dave? In the untapped universe. Uh, let me look this up. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Uh, untapped 3.77 with catch this holy cow Sawyer Michigan really 24,000 check-ins 24k and that was the only so untapped like this better than the other two ratings but hey that's why this is a free country David right on and Unfortunately, I looked down in the bottom of my hop slam glass, and I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, "You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here." Mm.